0: This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan at this time. Come on, Dan. Friday morning, we'll be back at home 20 after a while, and let's get on about. We've got several places. We've got to stop here and talk to these folks about the Lord and ask them if they're saved. Anybody ever ask you folks, are you saved? I'm the Old Trailblazer, and I have a reputation of being true to your soul if it takes a hide off. I ask you, are you saved? You old trucker going across I 40 or I 90 or up and down 95 over there. Wherever you are, maybe out there on 5 on the west coast. I've been there and what a beautiful sight. But are you saved? You driving a hazardous mat that's the heaviest material behind you back there, and you go off that cliff and down that road and wind up and fire a fireball. Are you saved? Will your wife and family be happy that you've gone to heaven or not? What about it, my friend? Isn't that a serious question? Folks tell me, says old oh, Trailblazer, you, you get too serious with us. You scare us. Well, I wish I could scare some of you into in seeking the Lord. His Bible says, seek the Lord while he may be found. You know what that means? It means someday he won't be found. You can seek him, but he won't be found. You know, all you have to do to go to hell is the Lord leave you alone. You don't have no claim on the Lord, and you don't. He doesn't know you anything. He doesn't have to save you. Don't don't ever think about that, my friend. But this is the old Trailblazer broadcast, and we're here, best morning, Friday morning, and uh, we've been here all the week on this study on the Holy Spirit, and we're looking at the Holy Spirit in you and in me right now. That's our subject for this time, and we're going to get started here. We're going to look at this fact: every born again believer is indwelt by the Holy Spirit at regeneration or the new birth. This is clearly set forth in uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Quote, Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? Also in 1 John 2, but the anointing which ye have received by him abideth in you, and ye need not... Listen, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing, you, you of all things, teaches all things, and is truth, and is no lie. Even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. Then Paul sets this same truth forth there in Galatians 4, and because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, Crying, Abba Father. We were looking at that Abba. That means Daddy, Daddy. Every baby that learned how to talk, first word he said is Daddy. I don't ever hear one of them say Mama. I had three, and they all said Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. And they want something, they say Daddy. And they still say that when they want. It. And they was in the school, coming up, and wanting the money. Daddy. Daddy didn't ever ask their mama for money. Always ask their daddy. Well, that's all right. That's glad of that. We see from these scriptures, the presence of the Holy Spirit dwelling within the born-again believer makes his body a temple, a temple of the Holy Spirit. When the Lord Jesus was born, the Father gave him a perfect body to dwell in, but the Holy Spirit condescends to dwell in. In the corrupt body of a born again believer. Isn't that grace? Let me read that again. Let me quote that again. When the Lord Jesus was born, the Father gave him a perfect body to dwell in. Isn't that grace, my friend? But the Holy Spirit condescends, listen, condescends to dwell in the corrupt body of a born again believer. But, listen, what gracious love! that the Lord has for us poor sinners. Then again, this truth, let us always keep clearly in mind, and that is that every born-again believer is baptized into Christ at regeneration, according to Romans 6, 3. Know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? And then, according to 1 Corinthians 12, 13, for by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body and have been all made to drink into one spirit. This baptizing with the Holy Spirit taketh place at the time of the new birth. This makes Christ and the believer one. Then, according to Ephesians 1:13, we are sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Also, according to the Ephesians 4, whereby... Ye are sealed until the day of of redemption. This is the work of the Holy Spirit in the heart and life of the believer at the new birth. These truths, if we keep clearly in mind as set forth in God's Word, we will never go astray on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Now, let's notice this, this fact. The New Testament distinguishes between having the Spirit which is true of every born again believer and being filled with the spirit, which is a believer's privilege and duty. We have noticed that on the day of Pentecost in Acts two, four, and they were all filled with the Holy spirit and bonded and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. And then in Acts four, then Peter filled with the Holy spirit or the Holy ghost said unto them, and in Acts 7, 5, talking, listen, about Stephen, and he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Then, according to Acts 9, the Apostle Paul was filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. In Ephesians five eighteen, we are commanded to be filled with the Spirit, there is one initial filling, but many refillings. In Acts one but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses of me. The Holy Spirit upon you to fill you. The Holy Spirit filling the believer, filling the believer time after time. My friend, now listen. Does not come to from without. With, does not come from within. It moves. Listen now, let me go back and clear that up. It does not come from without in, but moves from within out. In Acts 2, 4, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. If the believer is to move in power for service and witnessing for Christ, he must be filled with the Holy Spirit. If the church is to move mightily witnessing for the Lord, the church must be filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, listen now, I mean the born-again believer must be filled or must be full of the Holy Spirit. Did you ever walk into a room where there was no air in motion? It was stiff and stifled, suffocating. Let there come a still day when no air is in motion. It is suffocation. It's depressing. It's deadening. Air not in motion means death. So it is with the church. If the born-again believers are not filled with the Holy Spirit, the atmosphere becomes stifling, suffocating, and there is no spiritual warmth, no spiritual power, no Holy Spirit conviction, no sinners being saved, no witnessing for Christ. Did you ever go through a long, dry period when there was no rain on the earth? The earth was scorched, the vegetation drying up, the heavens were bright, the sun scorching, no rain means a drought, and drought means a famine, and famine means death. So it is in the church. If there comes no refreshing, no showers of blessing from the presence of our Lord, if the believers are not filled with the Spirit, there is no refreshing. None, none at all. There is no, no pungent, powerful witnessing from Christ. Therefore, there is a drought. The word is not watered down by the presence of the Holy Spirit, as Paul said. The letter killeth, the spirit giveth life. Christ said again, the words that I speak to you, unto you, they are spirit and they are live. In such deadening atmosphere, in such a drought-stricken church, you do not get born again, believers. You get stillbirth. Therefore, you wind up with a bunch of painted corpses in your church in the church members. We only listen, not only does the Holy Spirit come upon you from within to fill you, but to overflow the believers' life. The Holy Spirit is filled, is filling the Holy Spirit it filling the believers with power. The Holy Spirit overflowing is the believer's blessing. The great truth is, this great truth is set forth in John seven thirty seven. When Christ stood in that great day of the feast and cried, saying, If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall, run, shall flow rivers, rivers of living water. But this he spake of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. When the Lord Jesus Christ ascends to the throne in the believer's heart in regeneration, from beneath that altar there flows a river of living water. If the believer continues to recognize that great fact, his life will never be barren, my friend. Oh, no. Christ said in John 10, I am come. I am come that you might have life. I quoted that in a previous study. He said, I am come. And what a great truth. I ran across that in a, another study the other night. What, I am come that they might have life. We'll just stop right there. That's a good place to stop. And they might have it more abundant. The abundant life in Christ is a normal Christian life. It is a spirit-filled Christian overflowing life. God means that his children to be like artesian wells, constant flowing. Oh, when I was a child, we had a big old flow well not far from us, and it flowed day and night. We'd go, people would stop on the road, get a bucket of water out of that big old flow well. Well, that's what the Holy Spirit does for the child of God. No, we're not always on cloud nine. Sometimes we're in a mighty low, on a mighty low limb, I call it. But the Lord knows all about it, my friend. Are you saved? Can I ask you that question without offending you? I don't want to offend nobody, but are you saved? You know what I'm doing. I'm standing between you and eternity. I am. I'm. I'm God's man, commissioned to call out, call you out. And he, for I'm supposed to preach the gospel in season and out of season. What does that mean? That means it don't matter. I had a man come hurrying down to the front of the church one morning after service. He said, Pastor Pindar, can a man get saved shacking up? And I said, no, no, sir. And no, ma'am. He has the Lord doesn't save us in our sin. He saves us from sin, my friend. And the Lord won't put up with it. Are you shacking up? Maybe some of you out there are shacking up now. Illegitimate children being brought into the world to suffer all their lives. Oh, my friend, this is the old trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendorvis bringing the study to a close at this time. It's been gracious to bring these studies to you. We'll pick it up next week in the same vein, but it'll be a new study. And uh, if you would, I ask you to help us with the broadcast. If you appreciate God's man, true man, standing in the breach for your soul, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm standing between you and going out into eternity lost, my friend. I'm bringing you the truth. This is the truth, the voice of truth, bringing you day after day, time after day, over all these radio stations, all over Radio Missions Radio, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, with nothing but the gospel. You know what the word gospel means? It's good news, my friend. But this is old Trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pandora, just an old sinner saved by grace. And my address is post, uh, post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my phone number, area code 225-664-8658. And let me, I mean, fail to mention time my bookstore here. we got a gracious Bible and bookstore. If you write me or let me know, I'll send you a catalog or either stop by here in 9559 Florida Boulevard in Walker, Louisiana. And I'm always here Monday through, well, I'm here on Saturday too. And, uh. Come see me. Would you do that and pray for me? Call me and tell me you're praying for me. I wish you would. Goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis thanks listeners who emailed, called, and wrote him recently with encouragement to continue airing this broadcast. If you have not done so, take a moment to let Pastor Pendarvis know you appreciate this ministry. Email pastor at radiomissions.org or call 225-664-8658. That's pastor at radiomissions.org or call 225-664-8658.